Hey, world changers. On Sunday, September the 20th, my city, the city of West Palm Beach in the state of Florida, experienced an encounter with God that, at least in my lifetime, at this level, on this scale, was like no other. I wanted to have this conversation, and you listening to this recording is uh, an unfiltered unedited very raw recording and uh, I would ask uh, that you would uh, excuse me for all the technical stuff that um, this may bring but I just really wanted to speak directly to you on just a lot of my reflections on what God did and what it means to you in your town city village area nation So, yeah, welcome to the World Changers Podcast. My name is Alonzo Malvarez. Uh, As I mentioned before, um, on Sunday, September the 20th, we, we, in my city, West Palm Beach, Florida, we had uh, a a gathering. And it was a gathering uh, that really had the sole purpose of glorifying God, glorifying the name of Jesus. And... What was just so incredible about this was, number one, where the world is in all types of mess right now, from sex trafficking, racial division, uh, political differences and vices. I mean, it is just, you can't even begin to list it all uh, with on top of that a global pandemic Uh, and you know I know that all of us in some way or another whether we're directly or indirectly been impacted are are feeling this but in light of that um, what, what I experienced this past Sunday was just a glimpse and an experience of God that reminds myself, reminds many people that there is literally no obstacle that God cannot break through in order to reach people. I will say that in in light of what had happened, that God did something that I really have prayed for in my city specifically. I saw on this uh, this gathering, it was an open air event in a local uh, park amphitheater, outdoor amphitheater. And what was so incredible about it was um, there was not an area that did not encounter God. From the north, you can see the area of worship where um, praise and glory to God was given. On both the east and west ends of the park, there were areas of prayer for those that may uh, need any particular prayer for any concern or anything that may be on their heart. And towards the south end of the park, there was a baptismal pool that was ready and accessible for those that want to make a public demonstration 
of their commitment to Jesus. And while that's going on in the north, west, east, and south, you, you even have in the midst of it individuals that are intentional in, in reaching out and ministering as the Spirit would lead them. That, even though it seems like a lot, is if you were there, you could say, wow, this is truly what the kingdom of God looks like when people are unified, not for a name, not for even agenda, but solely to turn to God. One thing that really opened up my eyes was at the initiation of the event, everyone was invited to take a knee in an act of in a position of repentance and posturing ourselves to repent both individually but also corporately for actions whether we caused it consciously or subconsciously that we have done and that opened up my eyes like I've never seen that like to that scale that that you know for for a, a gathering it's just like let us let's repent and it was just something so holy it was so real and God was welcomed in a great way we worshiped we praised God we repented we honored and in all of this lives were transformed Lives were forever brought back to life. There was testimonies of individuals that had declared a strong turn away from drugs, from a lifestyle of sin. I got a text report that there was a couple that on that day were planning a divorce. And they came separately to the event and they, the presence of God encountered them in such a way that they made the choice to come back, to make right, to restore and reconcile together. Testimonies upon testimonies, even young people that in the area, and, and, and I have to say for context, for those that are listening that are not familiar with my area, that we uh, this this park is is, is actually located in, in pretty much the, the heart of the city. Um, the nightclub district is as as one would call it, where there's various bars, nightclubs, uh, pub public areas for individuals to find entertainment and enjoy themselves. And in the midst of this, people are dining, and the response of individuals that just are just going about their schedule, but yet is hearing about this man named Jesus and are committing themselves to God for the first time. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And one thing that I think we can learn, although there are a couple lessons that I may just share here, and again, this is just so raw and unfiltered. One thing I can learn is, number one, God is going to do what he wants to do. And God so desires to meet and to touch the lives of people. 
but he's not going to superimpose his will or force anyone. He's willing to move when and through people who are willing to say yes. All throughout church history, friends, we see that God desires not our wealth, not our intelligence or popularity, although those things are useful, but he desires our commitment and a willingness to say, hey God, I may not be quote unquote qualified, but I'm willing to partner with you. I'm willing to do what it takes to see my family, my friends, my community saved and in right relationship with you. That's the first lesson. Another lesson that I find to be true is that no matter what happens, there's always going to be some form of resistance. I will say that for myself, personally speaking, through this whole pandemic, God has been so gracious in protecting my family and myself. Even prior to the event, um, I was invited to come and to minister to those that uh, would, would gather. I was very hesitant, not because I was afraid, but I just wanted to be precautious. I have a family. I myself want to be mindful of the lives of others. However, in the midst of all of that, I felt a strong challenge on my heart from Holy Spirit to recognize the power of God over the concerns of man. I had to posture myself to recognize, okay, God, number one, are you calling me to do this? And I recognized, yes. Number two, God, how can I serve you faithfully in this? What does this look like? And with those process, with those inquiring of the Lord, I felt the leading of the Holy Spirit and I cut, I brought my face mask, I brought my hand sanitizer and I wanted to do best practices to social distance and to engage in the lives of others as best as possible. I'm going to be transparent about something that I know is going to be very politically incorrect. I understand the weight of what I'm about to say and how this is going to be possibly talked about and criticized. But if, I, if I'm criticized for the sake of Jesus' name, then so be it, and may the Lord have his way. I said to myself while I was at this event, and even actually prior to, rather, that, Lord, I'm not, go I'm not going to lay hands. I'm not going to, and in my practice of my faith tradition, I do believe, and not even my tradition biblically, the Bible says that uh, the power of laying on of hands, and I'm not going to go into the teaching as it relates to partation and healing of those, and how Jesus exercised that, in various points of his ministry. But I, but I said to myself, Lord, I'm not going to do it. And when I said that, I felt a strong pull on my heart that I don't 
And I never have, even in all my years of ministry, I never have authority on who I get to pray for and who and in what way to which the Lord would call me to minister. And so I felt I had to repent within my heart and say, God, you know what? How, how, how dare I stifle and come in disagreement in the way you would choose to call me to do it? Followed in obedience to God. People responded to God. And while I was there, I prayed from a distance. But then the Lord began to highlight individuals to which I felt the one word from Holy Spirit, go. And in that split second, I had to make a choice. Will I obey God and minister to those that are desperately in need of Jesus? Or will I allow the fear of man to hold me back? Friends, I am not promoting anarchy. I am not promoting disobedience to civil authorities. But what I am promoting is, is if Holy Spirit leads you, and I emphasize this again, if Holy Spirit leads you to minister, to reach out, and to love someone, Obey God. Obey God if it's going to cost you your your reputation, your convenience, if it will cost you your comfort and your very own life. My friend, obey God. And one of the biggest things that I, I, I believe that the Holy Spirit was teaching within me, and I hope this helps you, is that we preach and we believe in a God who when society says, touch not the unclean, he was willing, being 100% God and 100% man, to reach out to those to whom society say, do not touch. I had to really learn a lesson that can I believe that God is so powerful that if I and when I follow in obedience to his will, to his way, and to the leading of his Holy Spirit, that even if said person has a debilitating disease or a contagious virus, that the Holy Spirit that has led me to pray is strong enough to drive back that which ails a person and is able to sustain and preserve me in the process. Some will say, well, that is just irresponsible and that is illogical. But my friend, Jesus has never taken the time to rationalize when looking at the life of a person to debate whether he should reach out based off of are they clean or unclean. Jesus' love is what matters. And I will say this as well, 
that it is proper to exercise wisdom. We understand that the Lord will never force and never superimpose. And in like manner, said persons to which we minister to, it is wise to exercise wisdom and say, my friend, may I, do you feel comfortable? I feel the Lord leading me. Is this okay with you? And it is wise that if a person says no, then you follow in respecting the boundary of that said person. I don't think it is reckless. I believe it is wise. But what is the lesson here, Alonzo? The lesson here is I want us to posture ourselves because we are in the finest hour of human history, friends, where Jesus is coming soon. And he's willing to operate and to move and to be able to reach in to the darkness and call people back into the light and a relationship with him. Isaiah 16, one says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking forth the word of God to the people of God. I am speaking to every continent, to every nation that may hear this. I'm speaking to Africa, North and South America, Australia, Asia, Antarctica, to Europe, that now is the time. The light has arrived and Jesus is inviting us to encounter him. People will criticize, people will disagree. But when we choose to agree and partner with Holy Spirit and lay down our lives and say, Lord, if it costs me everything, I will honor you. We will change the world by the power of Holy Spirit. So my friends, it is my prayer that you are encouraged and empowered in the midst of corruption, chaos, and pandemonium to live out the gospel, to live as Jesus has called us to live. We may be in the darkest hour, but we are not hopeless because the light of Jesus is going to shine ever more brightly. My name is Alonzo Malvarez and you have listened to the World Changers podcast. And it is my desire to see Jesus glorified in all nations and in all cities. 
Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.